Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you and I hope you enjoy this episode. If you've got your Bibles, open with me to Luke chapter 2. I believe God's got a word for some people in church today. And we're going to believe together for great things and for his blessing upon this time. And maybe you're in here ch- in, in church today and you're thinking, this just feels like another Sunday. I want to encourage you that this is not like every other Sunday, that God has got good things ahead today and every day for this because today is the, is the day that the Lord has made. And we can rejoice in that because today is that day. And tomorrow we'll be able to declare the same about tomorrow. But today we've got today, which is pretty cool. And God's going to do some things. Mike, quick work. There you go. Luke 2 verse 22 says this. And when the time came for their purification, according to the law of Moses... They brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. So this is Jesus' birth right afterwards. Um, Mary and Joseph bring Jesus to the temple. So right here in Luke 2, this is just happening. And it says, As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Jesus was being brought to the temple being brought up in the Jewish custom according to the Jewish law, and everything was um, as it should be. And then in verse 25, there's this encounter. There's this moment that we see in the Scriptures that, that just seems like it could... It could be, you know, upon reading it, you're like, this is, this is uh, we're going off course for a moment and something's happening here. But look at what happens here in verse 25. It says, now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and mother marveled at what had been said about him and Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed. And a sword will pierce through your soul also so that the thoughts from many hearts may be Revealed. I want to preach a message today. This is the title for today's message. A December to remember. And we're going to look and be inspired by the story of Simeon because for Simeon, this was a December to remember. 
This was a Christmas time like no other time in Simeon's life. And I'm believing today for you and for you online as well that this December is gonna be a December you will never forget. I wonder if you're crazy enough to believe today that this Christmas time, this Advent season will be so great and so wonderful that you'll remember it for the rest of your life. And you'll remember it not because of a gift, not because of an event, but because of an encounter with the living God this Advent time, this Christmas time. I wonder if you're crazy enough to believe for that miracle today in church. Should we pray? Lord, we thank you for your word today. Father, we thank you that it always speaks life into us. God, we have expectation today that from your word, God, that you're gonna speak in power mightily to your people today, Lord. God, I pray for people that are in here that, that maybe are losing a bit of hope. God, I pray that today would be a hope-filled day. Father, I pray today for people that are in here that are experiencing loss or, Father, maybe there's anxiety that's present in their life. God, I pray that today would be a day of restoration, Lord, and a day of peace. Lord, that there, there would just be a rushing in of peace. Holy Spirit, would you do that today? Would you do it through the Word of God? And Father, we pray as well for colonial kids that are having their time um, right now, Father. Would you minister to them? God, would you keep them safe? Would you bless them? Would you protect them, God, in Jesus' name? We all said? Amen. A December to remember the faith of Simeon. I pray we get inspired by this story today in church. You know, the time of Advent, I talked about it last week. There's different themes with Advent, peace, joy. One of the themes of Advent, I believe, is faith as well. Faith for the miraculous. What are we really celebrating at Christmas time? We're celebrating the incarnation. And there's something about this time of year that I believe is a stirring up of faith, a remembering of, uh, in faith of what we believe as Christians, that we believe that Jesus Christ came in the flesh as a baby born in a manger. And I believe it takes faith to believe that. And it takes faith for the miraculous to believe in the miraculous that has taken place. I want to speak to you today about the faith of a man named Simeon. And I want to introduce you to this man in the Scriptures. Maybe you just recently got saved in our church and you've never heard about this guy or seen this part of Scripture. And maybe you've been coming to church for a long time and this is just a revisit for you. But I pray no matter which camp you're in, I pray you'd be inspired and stirred up today by this story of faith, you know, it's good to look in the Bible and see stories of faith because it gives us hope for our own faith. And it's not a bad thing to look at some of the amazing stories of faith in our Bible and get inspired by the stories of God working through people. But who was Simeon? And why are we looking at Simeon? What was Simeon's deal? And why is Simeon, the story of Simeon, interrupting the story of Jesus going to the temple according to the law? Because that's what I, this is what I'm seeing right here. I'm just like, this is some guy called Simeon messing up Jesus' plans. Getting in the way of what the parents wanted to do for the child Jesus at the time. And why is Simeon's story being inserted right here into the Scriptures? Well, there's a reason. But let's first look at who Simeon was. The first thing we've got to know about Simeon that we see here is that he was righteous. Simeon was righteous. Which means he was right before God. He lived a blameless life. This would mean that, he would, that there were certain things that he made sure of in his life. 
He made sure to offer sacrifices at the right time. He was there at the temple at the right time because it was the time to be there and it was the time to to bring sacrifice and to offer to God. He was a man who cared about his right standingness before the Lord. Do you know that you and I, we can have right standingness before God because of Jesus? That you and I, we can also be people that care about our righteousness before God because through Jesus and in relationship with Jesus Christ, we're in right standing relationship with God. And maybe you've never heard that before, but I pray it would bless you today. The moment you said yes to Jesus, you were right before God. And everything that you'd ever done before that that was wrong was all of a sudden made right in that moment. And you're in right standing relationship with God. And we see that right here in Simeon's life. That he was right, it says he was righteous. He was right before God. He had gotten things right before God. Something else about Simeon, which I think is interesting, is that he was devout. It says that he was righteous and he was devout, which means that he loved God and he pursued God. He was a devoted to God type of guy. He was fired up about the things of God. You know, someone can only say that Simeon was righteous and devout after seasons of righteousness and devoutness. No one can say about you or me that we are devoted to the things of God after a long time of us being devoted to the things of God. So when it says that he was devoted, they were talking about probably a long period of time of devotion to the Lord. He was committed to God. He, was, he loved the things of God. He was committed to Yahweh. But I pray that inspires you today because you also can be committed to God. You can also be fired up about the things of God. You can also be in and around the things of God. He was in Jerusalem. It says a certain man was in Jerusalem named Simeon. Can I just encourage you? There's something powerful about just showing up to church. It says that he was there. He was there in Jerusalem. He was committed to the things of God. He was devout. So he was righteous. He was devout. But this is the most interesting thing to me about Simeon is he was of the Holy Spirit. He was full of the Holy Ghost. See, this is interesting. Because this is a long time before the book of Acts, where the Holy Spirit came in power and resided permanently in the lives of believers, which it does to this day. But the Holy Spirit was on Simeon, and in Simeon, he was a man of the Spirit, which is interesting. So he was righteous, he was devoted, but he was also Spirit-filled. These are all three things that you and I, we can also possess in our spiritual life to this day. That we can experience the righteousness of God, which is expressed through a relationship with Jesus. We can can be devoted to the things of God, which is what we're doing right now, which is in church, worshiping the Lord, praying during the week, spending time in relationship with God, we can be devoted. But we can also be people of the Holy Spirit. But this December, this season, this moment, this feast time, this, 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 this snapshot that we see in Scripture was the fulfillment of a long building up for Simeon in a moment. And this is why it was a December to remember for Simeon. This is what I believe today is this season could be a December to remember for you. That as you encounter the living God, this December, it can be a December that you will never forget. See, this doesn't have to be another Advent time where we go through the motions and do all the things. See, that's not the life of faith. 
The life of faith is like, yeah, last Christmas was awesome. Man, God did so much, but I can't wait for this Christmas. I can't wait to go to church on Christmas Eve at 2, 4, and 6, and then in the morning on Christmas Day because God's going to show up. And my life's never going to be the same again. See, this is the life of faith, and we see it in Simeon. So first, he was righteous, he was devout, he was full of the Holy Ghost. But what can we learn from Simeon's faith today? Number one is this, we can live with expectancy like Simeon did for God. We can live with the, with the same kind of expectancy, the same kind of faith to see God move, to see God move in our own lives. He showed up to church week in, week out, feast in, feast out, season in, season out, fired up to see Jesus. You can do that. I can do that. It says in verse 26, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. He had a revelation of faith. This is what a revelation of faith is. It's a Holy Spirit conviction that God has said something and you will see it fulfilled. But it says that he showed up because it had been revealed to him that God was moving in his life. He had a revelation that God was going to do something significant and he would get to see it for his own life. I wonder if you have that kind of expectancy. I wonder if you have that kind of faith. Maybe it's faith for the next generation. Maybe it's faith for your marriage. Maybe it's faith for your own relationship with God. That man, God's going to move and I'm going to show up and I'm going to see it for my own life, in my own eyes. I'm going to see it come to pass. I wonder what you're expecting right now. What are you believing for? What, what, what are you hoping in? Maybe you're in here today and it's like, man, i got kids that are away from the Lord. I wonder if you're expecting this to be a December to remember. I wonder if you're expecting in faith for, for God to do the miraculous in your health. I wonder if you're expecting for God to move in such a way that, man, come January 1, everything's going to be completely different. God is going to give me brand new spiritual eyes. I'm going to start to see the Word of God differently. I'm going to start to pray and get prophetic words for people in my own life. What kind of expectancy do you have? And my prayer for you is that you'd have this kind of expectancy where it's like, I got to show up to church because I just don't know what God's going to do. But I'm ready for it. I'm here for it. Maybe it's a breakthrough to a blessing in your marriage. Maybe it's for your kids to be in a true and life-giving relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe it's for your own relationship with Him. This is what I personally want this December. You ready? I want to have the grace that God gave Simeon on my life. I want to have this faith. And what am I talking about? For someone to say about Simeon that he was righteous and devout, man, he'd been at it for a while. Because you don't call someone righteous and devout overnight. I mean, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? But there was a, there was a process. There was a seasoned nature to Simeon's faith. There was just this thing where you could just sense that he'd been at it for a while. And God had said, you, you know, you're not going to depart until you see it. But he was living in a way where he just kept showing up and did not stop. It had probably been a long time. But he still had the kind of faith expectancy that every time he'd show up, I can just imagine him walking through the courts, the outer courts of the temple, walking around and just being like, man, 
I don't know if today's the day. I don't, know, I don't know if this is the moment. I don't know what God's going to do, but I'm not closing my eyes for a moment. I'm not putting down my spiritual tools for a single second because God could do anything right now, and this might be the day. I wonder if you live like that. You come into the house of God, and it's like, man, I wonder what God's going to... Is God going to give me a word today? Is God going to speak to me in a way? Is God going to do something in my heart in worship? As I sing that same song I've been singing, what a beautiful name for the thousandth time. I wonder if that's the time that God speaks to me. And I just want to share with you, there have been moments where I've been singing the same song over and over again, but it's different that time. And I've been reading Bible verses for a long time in my life now, but I'll tell you, there are moments with my faith expectancy that something comes alive. That one time I read the same verse that I've read a thousand times. That's Simeon faith. That's living with faith expectancy. I wonder if you have that on your life. I wonder if you could pray a bold prayer and say, God, give me the grace that Simeon had to have faith like that. That no matter what things look like, I'm looking for God to move. I'm looking for God to show up. I'm preaching right now. I hope you're, I hope you're taking notes. I hope you're soaking it in. What kind of faith do you have? Do you expect to see God, a move of God in your life? I want to believe to see bodies healed. I want to see... I want to believe to see spiritually dead people come to life this Christmas Eve. See, when I put these cards on seats just because it's a good marketing ploy. You know, I did, a, I did a Bachelor of Business Administration with a major in marketing. But you know what? This has got nothing to do with marketing. This has got everything to do with the kingdom of God advancing. This has got everything to, everything to do with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ flowing out into our city and seeing people come alive because they're like, wow, this is a, I never knew there was a God like this. So can I just encourage you, take this card, drop it in some mailboxes, ask God, who can I give this to? But I want to live with a kind of faith expectancy to see God move. How did Simeon do it? I mean, I asked this question to the Lord. I was like, how did he do it? And I believe the Holy Spirit put it on my heart. God showed me that it was this beautiful coming together of two things in this story, the law and the Spirit. See, see, there's something good about just showing up and doing what you're supposed to do. But there is something that's so much greater when you get the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. You begin to get a power that you didn't know you had. You get to be, begin to operate on a level that you didn't even know you could operate on. And here's the best part. It's not even you. It's the Holy Spirit working inside of you. Look at what it says in verse 27. It says, and he came in the spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, the spirit and the law coming together. I just want to encourage you, if you're struggling to keep showing up, just remember, it's not just you doing it. Just remember, it's not just you that needs to keep showing up. You need to open your life up to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, I'm weary. Give me the power. Give me the strength. Give me the grace. Give me what I need to be able to continue to see the word fulfilled in my own life. So the first thing we can do, we can live like Simeon with faith expectancy. The second thing we can do is we can live with compassion. 
If we want to have a December to remember, one that's so memorable we never forget it, I believe this is the key right here in the Scripture. I see compassion in the words of Simeon. I see compassion. I see the faith declaration as powerful as faith declarations we see in the Scripture right here in Simeon. Reminds me of Rahab, reminds me of other places where we see great faith declarations in Scripture. I see that in Simeon's words, but I also see compassion as well. Look at what it says. It says, He took him up in his arms and he blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace. So he's talking about himself. This is him and God. He's just like, this is awesome. Fulfillment of the word, God, you and me, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation. Look at this. But then it quickly changes that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. Did you see the shift? All of a sudden it was just like, this is, this is me, but man, this is not just for me. Simeon was Jewish. Simeon was already chosen Simeon was already familiar with the promises of God, yet he opens up the story of Jesus to people who had no idea. You want to know how to have a December to remember? Make it about someone else. You want to know how to have a December, a Christmas, an Advent time that you will never forget? Open up your life and let the light and the love of God shine to other people. People that don't know God, people that have never experienced the grace and the mercy of God. Here's the reality for us today is there are people out there that don't know Jesus. And isn't it interesting how quickly we forget that? We're just like, yeah, I'm going to go to church. I'm going to attend my service. I'm going to do my thing. What if we live differently? What if we did what Simeon did and declared in a way that this December, this Advent time is not about me? Like, can I just encourage you? I want to be like Simeon. I'm already blessed. I'm already chosen. I'm already living in the promises of God and seeing more promises fulfilled. I'm already, I've already encountered the grace of God, but there are other people who have not. And what if our church, what if our people, what if Jesus' followers here in San Augustine, Florida, just made it about other people? And he just said, you know what? It's going to be great. We're going to hold some candles and we're going to sing some songs and we're going to have our family with us. But you know what? We're going to do that anyway. But what if we thought about a neighbor that we know is far from God? What about if we thought about a workplace colleague that, man, is just struggling so much? What about if we thought about people that are just totally going the opposite direction and we live with this kind of compassion? someone who's maybe dark spiritually, someone who desperately needs a light. Simeon spoke of this light. He said specifically that Jesus, this is the gospel right here, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, to the outsiders, to the people that, that, that shouldn't be able to have this. Simeon says, it'll be their light. I wonder if your, your life this year, this Christmas time could reflect that light could be the kind of light where people come in. This is what I'm believing. I'm believing for such faith miracles of salvation this Christmas time. My goodness. I'm believing for the most far gone people to encounter Jesus. I'm believing for the people where the world would look at them and be like, there's no way they'd ever be spiritual to get set alight and become Jesus followers. So the next Christmas, 
Guess who's in church? But to do that, we're going to live with compassion. We're going to live with a faith expectancy, but express the same kind of compassion. What if God used you to reach someone other than you? I believe this is the purpose of being. It's funny to me that Simeon declared that this was a moment of God's compassion to outsiders. And I believe it can for us today as well. So I believe we can live with expectancy, live with compassion. And finally, if we want to have the same kind of faith that he did, we can live our lives to hold Jesus close. So this is how, this was the, the, uh, the culmination moment for Simeon. What he did was as soon as he saw it, he knew, what, he knew exactly what had taken place. It was the fulfillment in real time of the word that God had spoken. It says that he took him up. In his arms. You know, we can take up Jesus in the arms of our hearts every single day. Look at verse 28. It says he took, he took him up in his arms and he blessed God. How do we have a Simeon experience this December? How does this become a December to remember? This is how it ultimately becomes the best December we've ever had is when we take up Jesus for our, ourselves in our own lives. And for you, maybe that just means getting a little bit closer to God this Christmas. Maybe that means just this year you're going to step out in faith and share the gospel with someone you know. Maybe this year it's, it's gathering your family up and fathers in here, can I just be encouraged? You need to be the one in the morning reading the Christmas story, sharing Jesus to the world, taking Jesus up in the arms of your life. And I believe this will be a December to remember. We can pursue Him for ourselves. We can put our focus on Him, we can read His words. We can sing the songs. What a beautiful name. We can pray in His name. We can focus our attention on Jesus. What does this all culminate in? It's, it's us taking Him up in our arms. You know, no one's able to take Jesus up in their physical arms anymore. That time has come and it was Simeon's moment. But we can do it every single day in our hearts. We can do it every single day in our lives. In Jesus' name. Would you stand with me? I want to pray. I got, a, I got a burden today to pray for Christmas Eve. And what I'm talking about is I'm talking about stirring up faith in us, which I believe this message is just all about, is just stirring up faith to believe for the miraculous on Christmas Eve, 2 p.m., 4 p.m., 6 p.m. And I want to have faith to believe for someone that doesn't know Jesus to get saved on Christmas Eve. It's that simple. It's bold. It seems a little bit crazy. It seems a little bit wild, but you know, that's the life of faith. It's meant to be a little bit crazy. Can I get an amen? It's meant to be in a way where it's just like, what could God do? But I believe as we have faith in Him, that He's the one who does it. But this is our moment to pray, our moment to believe together. And I believe as we do this, we're going to see miracles take place. We're going to hear stories of salvation. We're going to hear testimonies of the grace of God being outworked in people's lives. But here's what I want you to do right now as we pray. I want you to think. I want you to ask God. I want you to ask the Holy Spirit, who? Who? Who, 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 who can come? Who can, who, can I, who can I invite? Who can I, who can I believe for, God, this Christmas time? So let's do that right now. Why don't we bow our heads? Why don't we, you know, if you're comfortable, lift your hands. Um, why don't you begin to pray?
why don't you begin to ask, why don't you just, just whisper a prayer to the Lord and say, God, who? Who can I invite? And maybe right now the Holy Spirit is actually putting that person on your heart. There's actually, is already, you've already got a name. You've already got a life. You've already got a story that's right there in front of you. Why don't you begin to pray for that person, that family, that situation. And let's believe together for God to do something incredible this Christmas, this Advent. Lord, I just thank you. Father, as faith is being stirred up in this room, that the, the, the miracle of faith is being stirred up to believe God for you to do something incredible in our lives, God. We're believing and we're asking right now, God, that you would just do unusual miracles of salvation, God. Father, would you draw people into your house, into your presence? God, would you use us to extend invites, God, to have divine encounters, Lord, for in our prayer life to pray crazy prayers of faith, Lord, to declare things like this is a light to a dark world. And would you use us, Lord? And we're believing for miracle upon miracle upon miracle, Lord, and stories of faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's worship together. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it? We'd love for you also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.